the Lord. Hallelujah. Just now, I, well, I don't know how to explain it, saw it, heard it, known it, whatever. I just have this leading right now to have Pastor Dan and Claudia come up. If you guys would come up. We've got a couple of stools here for them. You guys have a fifth song. Have you guys sit for just a moment? Well, actually, you're going to sit for a while. But go ahead and find a place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What I heard was a day is a day has come and is now is. That just doesn't sound right, but that's the way it keeps coming out. I try I try to fix the English of it, but don't mess with the Holy Ghost, amen. Today has come, a day has come, and today now is a day. Where you're gonna need everything you've been learning. Where you're gonna need everything you've been growing in. Where you're gonna need everything you've been memorizing and practicing. Today now is that day. But in that you still need more. You still need more. And what I saw was Pastor Dan and Claudia Laying, on, laying hands on anybody that wants them to lay hands on. Now, they're not going to minister for four hours to each person. They'll tip over. We got them chairs. But they, we don't want them to. So what I want you to do is just come past. They're going to lay hands on you, pray. Debbie and I are going to be on this other side. But what we want people is kind of go in that direction. Go in a clockwise fashion. Do this decently in an order. So we can have some ushers help direct in that way. Go in a... In a clockwise direction now this this may sound selfish and weird but it just is the first person I saw them laying hands on You'll understand here in a second. Is my granddaughter. So Ethan, Elizabeth, Debbie, why don't you come on over here? They're gonna go back into worship. And just whoever wants to, if you don't want to, that's fine. But just anybody that wants to come through, we're gonna lay hands on everybody that wants. Because the Lord, because the Lord led us to do so. So with the uh, offering teaching today, I'm going to do a little unconventional thing. Today has been a little unconventional as it is, so that's all right. So Grace, would you come up, please? I needed a lovely assistant, so Grace is the one. So. All right. So I've got 10 dimes. I'm going to give those to you. All right. So I'll give them back. So was that hard to give them back? Okay. It's pretty low stakes, and I gave them to you in the first place. All right. 
I'm not asking for all of them back. I just want one back. Okay. All right. You've been faithful in the little, so you can keep those. And uh, now you get a chance to be faithful in something greater. You probably want to put those in your pocket. <laughs> so here's 10 quarters. And so I'm asking for one of them back. Thank you. And so now would it be a real big deal if I asked you to give one to Jamie? Okay. Go ahead and give one to Jamie. All right. Well, you can put those in your pocket. <laughs> so you've been faithful in the little, so now you get a chance to be faithful with more. So here's 10 $1 bills, and I'm asking you to give me one back. Thank you. So now let me ask you a question. Do you like finding deals on things? Most people do, yeah. <laughs> so do you believe if God asked you to give one of $10 back, that he could give you $10 worth of value for the $9 you have left? Do you think you could do it more than once? Do you think you could do it all the time? All right, you've been faithful with little, so now you can put that in your pocket. <laughs> this is intended to be memorable, so. <laughs> so here's 10 $5 bills. So I'm asking you to give me one back. All right. And so now if I ask you to give one to Jamie, is that a big deal? <laughs> All right, so do you think that God could give you $50 worth of value for the $40 you have left? Absolutely. So I'm out of pocket, so thank you. <laughs> Everybody, give, you can keep that. Everybody give Grace a round of applause. So, <laughs> so there's a couple of principles that I want to highlight here. So. Faithful in the little promotes you to being faithful in more. And that's a, that's a principle in the Word of God. And so I've known people that get stuck holding on to their $10, $1 bills, and they never seem to know that they can trust God when they give that one back. And that's the principle of the tithe, is to give one-tenth back. But the, the principle applies even when he asks you to give more on a special occasion, if he leads you to give something. Do we trust God that what we have left is enough? That's really, a, really a, the way it goes. And this is the same process, and God's got a lot more pockets than I do. So this can get on and on and on. And the more you do it over time, the more fun the giving part becomes because the amount you give can bless the socks out of, off of somebody and give them exactly what they need for that situation. So the challenge is when you get on this path for a number of years, don't always look like trying to find a deal on a pair of shoes which God can obviously do. They might be circumstances change all of a sudden. So if your response in those circumstances are to all of a sudden shrink back and feel like you gotta hold on tight to what you have, that's an opportunity to realize that this is, this is a test we continue to get to take. It's not something that we're trying to steal your money or anything like that. We want you to grow in this process. And I, I can tell you from growing in this process that it gets better and better the more you do it. So. The principle of faithful in a little will be given opportunities to be faithful with more. The principle of trusting God that what you have left and whatever situation you find yourself in, if your car breaks down and you lose your job, are you going to stop giving? That's an opportunity for you to realize whether you trust God at that time. So thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to participate in proving your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, that you are always faithful. Thank you that you provide enough and extra that we may have 
bread for food and seed to sow. So thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to give. And we just pray your blessing on every giver and every gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Excellent job. Won't forget that one, will you? <laughs> so the great thing about illustrations. And, and the other thing, too, you'll always volunteer from now on, too. You never, <laughs> you just never know. Well, I want to wish everybody a happy Memorial Day. And, you know, it's interesting because I was thinking about this recently and, and meditating on this weekend and when what's what it's all about and happy happy memorial day kind of seems like a uh, uh the wrong words in the wrong place happy memorial day because we know that you know the this memorial day the the reason for it is to honor and to, and to remember the fallen those who have fallen who have paid the ultimate price for our country and and yes, we're we're very grateful for our veterans, and we have many veterans here. And uh, but today is about the fallen, right? Isn't it? It's about those who've 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 died in the service of this country, and and as we remember them, and I I actually know some of them personally, and you probably know some of them personally, and it's it's a it's a, actually a very sobering, very somber uh, thought to remember what people have done. And, that, and it's not just the ones who have given their lives, but their families who have lost the loved ones. And it's to remember them and remember what they've done. Uh, Jesus said in John chapter 15, uh, 12 and 13, He said, This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this that someone laid down his life for his friends. The greatest form of love is to lay your, your life down for another. And Jesus didn't just say that hollowly, in a hollow way. He didn't just say it. He, wasn't, he just wasn't uh, doing a lip service. He literally laid down his life. He laid down his life. Now, I'm not saying that Memorial Day is about remembering what Jesus did. Every day is for remembering what Jesus did. But, but he, he showed us how to do it. There are things, this, this is the phrase that just kept going around and around in my heart uh, this week, is there are things, there are still things today worth dying for. Now, we don't like to think that way. I mean, praise God. Praise God we live in America. We, we live in a country that is amazing. Uh, it's, it's a blessing. It's wonderful. It's, 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 you know, we've lived in virtual peace in our country our whole lives. There's not, there's not been a war on this soil in, in here. Yes, we've been attacked, and yes, 9-11, all those things. But as far as a protracted war... Very, very, I don't know if maybe someone from a foreign country is here and have, has lived through that, but we have, we have lived in a, in a virtual peace in this country for beyond our lifetimes. But many have died to secure that peace. Many have died, all going all the way back to the Revolutionary War. The Revolutionary War, that's the first dead that, that died for the freedom, died to, to establish that freedom here in America. And then we had the French and Indian War, and we had, uh, maybe I think there was one in between, wasn't, you know, I, I remember most of history, but, but then we had the Civil War. 
We had the Civil War where literally everyone who died was an American. Everyone who died was in our, from our country. And the Civil War, both sides believed it was important to die for. Now this is, this is you know, uh, today's not a, a I'm not going to be talking a lot about politics, but I'm going to push everybody's button, I hope. Because the South was right on states' rights. They were wrong, completely wrong, on slavery. Completely wrong. I mean, but they were right on states' rights, that the states have the right to govern. If that concept had been, if that's what they were really fighting for, and the, the, the slavery part got mixed into it, and praise God we don't have slavery. That was an evil. But the idea of states' rights, if we had had states' rights all the way up until now, we wouldn't be dealing with Roe v. Wade. It's not a government, it's not a federal issue. See, I'm going to get political. I'm going to push some buttons. Sorry, sweetheart. While they were doing the announcement, she goes, are you going to honor the, the, the you know, Memorial Day? I went, oh, I'm going to honor the Memorial Day. Yeah. Not the way you think, but here we go. But it was worth Worth standing up and saying, "Whoa, that's wrong! Don't do that! Don't live! Don't do that! Don't! We're not going to run our country this way." But also, the North was right when it came to ending slavery. Praise God! There were people who oh, abolitionists, and and many of them, much of the North was like, "No, we're, this is this is wrong! This is morally morally wrong! It needs to end, and it's worth dying for to keep that or to gain that." And then all the, the, the other wars we've had, World War I, World War II, Vietnam, Korea. Sorry, I missed one. Wrong order. I was getting there. It's in my head. Korea, Vietnam, Gulf War I, Gulf War II. And then all the other wars, all the other battles we never will hear about. Because there's battles all the time going on that we don't know anything about. And they... Those who have given their lives during those, it is absolutely valuable. My goodness, we have freedom today. You guys have, you have a life to look forward to freedom because of what they did. Of what they did. So what are we going to do? That's my point today. My point is, what's worth dying for? It's not the feel-good sermon of the summer. We'll get, we'll get it back, but this is Memorial Weekend. So I, I can't say happy more. I'm, what's really on my heart is have an introspective Memorial Weekend. Introspective Memorial Weekend. It doesn't roll off your tongue like happy uh, Memorial Weekend, but introspective. Something to think about. Selah. Psalms said, said Selah. Selah means think about it. Think about this. There are things in this world worth dying for. Freedom, truth, life, life, life. Jesus didn't just say those words in Luke chapter 9, beginning with verse 21. 
and he's speaking to his disciples. He says, and he strictly charged and commanded them to tell this to no one about what he was talking about, saying, the Son of Man must suffer. He had just said, who am I? Who do you say I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ. And he said, don't tell anybody that. The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And he said to all, if anyone, say anyone. anyone. Look at somebody go, anyone. Go let the other one go, anyone. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. The cross is an instrument of death. It was an instrument of punishment. It's an instrument of death. And Jesus is saying anyone who's going to follow him, anyone, must choose, must, must, must de uh, deny themselves, pick up that cross, and follow him. Which means something's going to die. Something is going to die. Now, usually here in America, it's just our wants, our desires, our flesh, our reputation, what we think is a reputation, our... That's, that's what dies. But in some countries, it's the Christian who dies. There have, there have been people going forward in, in life, in, in ministry, in, in the, the kingdom of God, who have laid down their lives before the truth. And it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth saying, no, you're not the enemy is not taking another step in this situation. The enemy is not coming an inch closer to truth, life, freedom. And it's worth standing for and it's worth fighting for all the way to the end. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit, profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? This life, this life, right now, today, this world that we live in, you know, praise God. Like I say, praise God, we live in peace. Praise God, we live in blessing. And I don't care what the economy is doing, we're still living in prosperity. My goodness, I don't care if, they, if that gas price, I mean, I don't want it to. I like buck 98. Man, I like, I like buck 80. But if it goes to $10, praise God. Where is, where is he? Praise God, I've been faithful in a little. And he is going to be faithful in much. I mean, that's, that's the provision of God when the whole world goes nuts and you still got money in your pocket. Well, what if we don't? Stop thinking that way. He says, I am, he says, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. I had some friends, they were sending texts back and forth and, and they were talking about, oh, the price of diesel and then there's a shortage of diesel and we're gonna, there, there could be no diesel, which means the trucks don't, which means the, the food doesn't move, which means, the, and I, I was just listening to this, I'm seeing this swirling and I text back, I said, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And, 
I have seen the right, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. I don't care what the economy does. I'm taken care of. If you want to be taken care of, jump on board. Faith. Remember, I did, that's what's interesting. The Holy Spirit said to me, today has, it is today. It's time to start living this and, and believing what we've been learning. Praise God for Pastor Dan and Claudia who've been teaching faith for like decades and decades, close to a hundred years, isn't it? I mean, it's gotta be close. 40 years at least, almost 50, I'd say almost 50, isn't it? When, when did you guys start? 80. 1980. We're full-time ministry. Somebody do the math. Thank you. 42. I knew that. I was testing you. <laughs> praise God for people who teach us faith. Praise God for those who have written books. You know, praise God for George Mueller. Amen. You don't know who George Mueller is. George Mueller, just he sat down every day and he prayed, God, I don't have anything, but I have you. And I'm believing that you're going to supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. And he was feeding hundreds of orphans every day. Yeah. And food, people would knock on the door and go, hey, my truck just broke down. You want all this food before it spoils? My, here, there's a whole bunch of milk. I, need, I mean, great, God can do anything. Amen. 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 But we have to we have to start living a life. Oh, I love the way the Holy Spirit works. Turn to Philippians chapter 1. We have to start living a life that is worthy of what he did. And staying with the theme of Memorial Weekend, we need to live a life in our country. Praise God for the the community action team. What's that going to be about? Community Action Team is, what does this area need? What, how do we, as a Christian, influence this area for the kingdom of God? In a nutshell. How do we, as believers, influence this area? They're going to pray about it. They're going to talk about it. They're going to be led by the Holy Spirit. And they're going to find things to do that blesses this area for the gospel of Jesus Christ. That sounds like fun. That sounds like something worth being a part of. Well, but it's Monday nights. That's all right. It's Monday nights. It could have been Friday nights. Well, I don't know if I want to give up on Monday night. Eh, what are you going to do anyway? No, really. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but praise God for that because, we, okay, what can we do? What do we, what do we really visit? What can we actually do in our world to affect this world for the gospel of Jesus Christ? It's not all political folks. You know, they, they're doing other stuff too. These community action teams are doing all kinds of stuff. They're up in northern Minnesota. There's one that's working with, I think, I think uh, uh, unwed mothers. They're helping un unwed mothers. There's another one that's working with, with uh, uh, alcohol and drug uh, rehabilitation. There's, there's, they, they see a need in their community, they do it. That, yes, they also are politically active. Well, we should be. We're Americans. We're given that right and privilege. You know, it's a right and privilege and a responsibility. Exactly. To be a part of this move, this, this plan of God here in America. But he said, Jesus, or, uh, I'm sorry, Paul says to the Philippians, uh, chapter 1, beginning with verse 27, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come to see you or I'm absent, I may hear 
of you that you are standing firm in one spirit and one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. And not frightened. Say frightened. Actually say not frightened. Not frightened. Not frightened. Where was I? Not frightened. There. And not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction. (laughs) But of your salvation and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in Him, but also suffer. Say suffer. I don't want to suffer. Well, no, don't, don't say that. I'm just, don't say I don't want to suffer. Part of life is suffering. Man, if you don't think part, if you don't think part of life is, isn't suffering, have children. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) You should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. It's time to fight, folks. It's time to stand. It's time to not give ground. It's It's time to not back up. It's time to move forward in the kingdom. And because we're living in America, it's time to move forward in this country. Freedom. Truth, life, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. We want to uh, honor the graduates at this time. So I'm going to turn this over to Pastor Peter for the first part. We're going to honor both the uh, high school graduates and the college graduates after that. I get to have that, that blessing. And then Peter's going to tell you what's happening. With the, the, I guess the decision has been made about the... the uh, the decision is in uh, for the picnic. And so uh, the, he'll share that part after I share about the college age. And young adult ministry night uh, for the year. And we had an awesome worship and ministry time over some of our graduates. So, and I also told the parents that this Sunday morning we'll do a short version of what we did uh, this last Wednesday, which, which was really powerful. I also would like to ask the parents, once again, of these graduates to come on up and maybe just stand behind them on the first step here. And I'm just going to lay hands on them and uh, pray for them. Um, but before we do that, I'm just going to quick pass on the microphone. They're just going to introduce themselves. They're going to tell you guys where they're graduating from, and they're going to tell you what their plan is uh, post-graduation. Hi, um, I'm Daniel Lane. I graduated from homeschool. It's undecided what my plan is this fall, but I'm trusting God. Hi, everyone. My name is Perry Johnson. I'm graduating from Matamidi High School in a couple weeks, and this fall I'll be attending the University of Northwestern St. Paul, where I'll be majoring in mechanical engineering and playing baseball. Hello, I'm Caleb Cargill. I did this the first time too, I don't know if I'm supposed to say my last name, whatever. Um, I'm graduating from Stillwater Area High School, and I'm gonna continue moving forward in music and ministry. It's 
Rachel Nelson. She's graduating from Connections Academy, and this fall she doesn't have plans for college, just taking the next step in life and learning how to transition to be an adult. So, thank you. And just so you guys know, if you would keep in your prayers, we still have Jaden Goodwin who is graduating and will be attending Northwestern. We also have Beth Ham. Um, uh, graduating and attending Crown College, and we have Che Benjamin, who's also graduating and going to be attending Crown College, I believe. And I don't think I missed anyone, but those are graduating seniors. So, real quick, we're just going to pray for them. I would ask you to reach out your hands as, as we uh, pray, and um, we ask for direction. In Jesus' name, Lord, thank you for all these young men and women. Lord, thank you that as they go out, uh, whether they know what they're doing uh, post-graduation or they don't, you give them directions. You give them directions after college. You give them directions before college. Lord, we just pray for those who are moving on to college. We speak over the teachers and the people who will be in authority over them. Lord, that we call in godly leaders and mentors and teachers into their lives. Father, we just call in right now uh, godly uh, friendships as they move on, Lord. We know that your word says... Um, uh, bad company uh, spoils good character, Lord. So we speak against bad company in their lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you bring in godly friends as they move on, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you give them directions. Thank you, Lord, that you bless them. You bring in the provision that they are blessed. Whatever they put their hands to, it will prosper in, in Jesus' name, Lord. And, and most of all, we just, we just believe and pray that, um, the, they only follow your voice as they move uh, forward. The voice of another they will never follow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, let's give them a big round of applause. And just keep them, keep them in your prayers, if you would. And keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, and hopefully uh, you guys don't forget about us, okay? Now, come back. Amen. Amen. Just stay up here for a minute. Uh, so now for the college graduates, uh, everyone who has graduated from college this year, uh, if Spencer, who, who was it all? He's not here. Pedro, where's yes, Pedro, and Ben Bruin. So and and so the only one who is here is Pedro. So uh, Ben Bruin and uh, uh, Spencer, yeah, but Ben Bruin and Hannah Bruin, or but Hannah gra graduated last year, and because of all the COVID stuff and craziness in the world, we didn't uh, recognize them last year uh, or her last year. But Pedro, why don't you share what you're doing and and uh, which is other than go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, I was in a joke. <laughs> My name is Pedro Delgado. I'm usually in the cameras on the back end over there, so. I graduated from Axelberg University, right on Minneapolis over there. And so I just got my bachelor's on marketing and then a minor in communications. Probably taking a gap year, maybe two, figure things out and most likely go back and get my master's degree. What I was going to joke about is I know Pedro really well, and he, he, uh, he went through all the way through college and worked a full-time job and did all kinds of other stuff, serving here and everything. So I was going to joke about you know one of the things you should do is sleep. Just get, it gets 
but one day. one day, one day he will soon, soon. But let's bless them and bless the others who have who have graduated. Father, we do thank you so much for these uh, for these young men, young women. We thank you for the the path that they're on, the the direction that they're heading, and the blessing they are to this body and to the kingdom of God. Father, we do bless them and their decisions, their choices, their their direction. Uh, as they follow you, that they will everything they put their hands to will prosper, and everywhere their foot goes, they will be blessed. We thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Give them a big. big, big.